We are shifting to a trans-human base. We've come out of the humanist time, and now we're redefining what it is to be human. Whether we like it or not, we're becoming cyborgs. We're becoming transhumans. We have the opportunity now to try to do things uh, better uh, than uh, nature has done. Why not have a stronger arm than we have? Why not be able to run faster? Why not be able to have uh, tougher skins? You're going to replace your eye for vision. Uh, why limit it uh, to visual? Why not give it the kind of vision uh, that has? give it ultrasound. Could you imagine a Versace body design? Can you imagine a Terry Muller body design? These individuals, the late Versace was an incredible designer. What if he was a transhuman? What if he was an artist who really wanted to combine art and science? I bet his designs for a future body would be astounding. We really, really do want to violate human limits now and we're getting closer and closer to the ability to do it. It's what we want. You're listening to Canary Cry Radio. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is uh, Gons and Basil is on the other line. We're doing this show uh, via Skype because Basil's way too cool to like be in person. So over the internet, yeah. So so they can track us even more now. They can track our uh, you know yeah. where we are. We're just trying to inundate them with all of our um information we're trying to confuse them it's like where are they coming from are they here are they there who knows so if the quality sounds a little little off we apologize it's just because we're doing it through skype but we're so dedicated that we're uh we're gonna go ahead and record it and go for it here but uh probably gonna be a shorter episode today we just wanted to touch on a few things and um actually probably one or two things a couple things yeah. Uh, first off, I've been um, I was I was checking out YouTube, surfing YouTube and stuff, and I came across this film called Technoclips. Ooh. And um, it's basically kind of an expose of transhumanism and where we are scientifically with what advances we've made and things like that. And it's pretty interesting because it seems like this movie came out, um. A while, a while ago. ago. Yeah, a while ago. I mean, you know, five years ago or something is one of the posts said. Um, and it looks like there's, you know, several people have reposted it in, you know, various segments and whatnot. Yeah, it seems to be uh, getting taken down and reposted in different places because, um, I mean, this particular one was only uploaded in 2011. And, uh, you know... And there's all sorts of different, it's chopped up in all sorts of different pieces on YouTube. So it seems like there's a, a network of people trying to keep it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's a very interesting film and it's, uh, it really does touch on where we're at in the scientific realm. And I think, you know, if this is whatever, four or five years old or whatever, I mean, we're probably much further along than, than, uh, the film shows, but, uh, it which goes is over, terrifying when yeah, you think about it. Yeah. Uh, it goes over a lot of different things like brain transfusion. Um, uh, what, what else was it? Uh, nanotechnology, um, uh, brain part replacement for microchips. I mean, they've already built the microchip. It's just a matter of trying to implant it. They're trying to figure out how to, you know, 
install it into the brain without causing issues, which obviously right. is going to cause issues if, uh, you know. Which is why we're not supposed to implant those things <laughs> into <laughs> our brain. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, there was uh, a couple things that I thought were pretty interesting in the film, and we'll link to, I guess, I don't know, I guess we'll try to link to one of them. I, I, the one I was watching through uh, last couple days uh, was taken down, and so I don't know exactly... Uh, the one I have, the one I have on my end here, uh, is still up and it's, uh, it looks like it's 50 minutes of it. So, okay. Uh, you get a, a good portion of the film on this one, uh, on this one video here. So we'll try to post that one to the show notes. Make sure to go watch it as soon as you can. Cause who knows how long it's going to be up for. Yeah. And the, the one part that I thought was very interesting is about, I guess, I don't know, halfway through the film or something. And they show how we've been able to basically capture what um, a cat is seeing by connecting electrodes and different, you know, things. I don't know exactly how all it works, but um, basically by connecting into the brain, um, they had a cat sit in front of a TV, uh, a TV screen and watch a film. And they kind of do the split screen thing where on the left, they show, the cat or sorry on the left, they show the actual footage and on the right, they show what the cat is seeing. And, um, yeah, you can kind of make out what the cat sees based on the motion and the movements and stuff like that. Uh, but what was really kind of bizarre was that, um, they show, they show the guy, one of the guys turn their face and, and the narrator pauses the film and talks about how he couldn't help but notice the, face look like a cat and you kind of stop and I, I took a good look at it and it's really kind of bizarre because it seems to pixelate into kind of a cat-like face the cat was looking at a human face and to the cat it looked like a cat face yeah kind of yeah, bizarre kind of that's weird. very bizarre so i mean you know is <laughs> it gets into all sorts of weird you know philosophical questions of like okay what what kind of world do animals live in, you know, did, I mean, obviously we're kind of in this same world, but then. Oh, exactly. The reality is just, their reality is just a complete mystery to, to us as, as much as we'd like to think that, uh, we, we like to <laughs> study them and learn how they think and, uh, how they act and why they do the things they do. And I mean, this one, you know, piece of evidence just shows we could possibly know absolutely nothing about it which uh, seems to be the case with a lot of things when you really look into it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from, from our worldview, it's, it's kind of, you know, we kind of try to reiterate it every show, but it just seems like what is the, 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 the line, where do you draw the line? You know, I was talking to um, some people in the church about it and I was actually playing basketball and uh, talk to this guy. And, and so I brought it up, you know, cause I, I've been trying to get a temperament of like what people know or have heard about transhumanism around churches. And, right. uh, it's, hasn't been very positive so far, but, um, this, this guy I was talking to, I was explaining to him like, Oh, they're going to chip our brain and, you know, just going off on a little tangent. Uh -huh. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, dude, I just want a new knee. <laughs> 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 and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, that's great. You want a new knee, but what if they come to you, you know, and they say, well, yeah, we can give you a new knee, but we can give you super knees, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you two for one, you know, like if you pay this extra, whatever, we'll give you knees that will make you jump, you know, on top of buildings, you know, how about that? Right. Like, would you 
go through with it. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of question becomes, well, and on the, yeah, on the surface level, you say, heck yeah, I'd go through with right. that. You, you don't really see any sort of deeper problem with that. Right. And th- that's the, that's the whole confusing part, not confusing, but that's the whole, um, uh, reason we want to talk about this because there's so many levels of um, questions and ethical uh, 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 layers to this problem that, well, not problem, but to this issue, that it's really something that we each need to sit down and think about. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just one of those things that I think, um, in the same way this guy just wanted a new knee, yeah. um, you know, that that kind of issue is going to be faced by a lot of people in the very new near future. And so that's why I think it's important to at least talk about it. And, you know, what do people think? Do you think it's okay to, you know, uh, there's another guy who was talking about, you know, what, why wouldn't we replace, you know, if you're going to replace an eyeball, why don't we replace it with bat eyes? You know, <laughs> so yes. you can have like, so like, you know, is it sonar or I don't yeah, know. He said sonar, yeah. um, which doesn't isn't really how bat eyes work. Yeah, but. don't they? Don't they? <laughs> they, so they, just, they they see sound, right? Sort of, or like no, sound they hear or sound or hear what? <laughs> I thought they're able to see like like not like see, but sense kind of sound waves or whatever. Yeah, they sense it with their ears. That's why their ears are so big. But their brain um, is. Uh, is able to take that information and okay. create a picture in their mind. Um, but uh, before we move on too far, I, I just want to make the connection between um, our last episode and this episode regarding with the, the cat vision eye chip thing. Um, because in the last episode, we talked about uh, soul catcher and we talked about decoding the brain waves. Um, using technology and it seems in this video that four or five years ago that they were actually able to decode the brain waves of this cat um using uh you know electronics inside the cat's uh um, ocular receptive parts of the brain and were able to translate it into an image a digital image that w- that uh you know shows what's going on in there and that's the really interesting part about it that uh you know, we just talk about we just talked about it, and then here we are um, finding answers from five years ago. So yeah, there. and and uh, well, just just for the listeners, I have another. It seems like there's been more and more people talking about this because there's another documentary um, coming out. It's it's called Transhuman. Uh, Do you want to live forever? And it's, I guess it's just, you know, it just came out or whatever. It's being shown in certain festivals and stuff. Um, but basically <laughs> this preview, uh, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It, this guy comes out and it's a very short preview. It's like 50 seconds long, but this guy says, you know, there is this potential, but sometimes this century, the human condition might completely change. Right now we exist in only one copy and uh, that copy is mortal. So you actually hope to wake up being in a computer yes that would make me quite happy yeah totally <laughs> like i i, I want to wake up in a computer and it's like really do you really want to wake up in a computer you know well, like <laughs> well you got to think about this guy's worldview you know he doesn't have he probably doesn't have a worldview of the afterlife or any sort of um 
you know, high, higher power or spiritual uh, existence, right. in which case it would totally make sense to want to wake up in a computer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because it starts to beg the question, you know, what what is the spiritual world and how does that relate to the virtual world? You know, is there a connection there? Is there something that do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there something yeah. where because because essentially a virtual world is a world that is not physical yeah you know what i mean so Absolutely. that's what a spiritual world is uh, well if you think about it um a digital world let's take for example some of these uh online games um well if you're playing an online game uh there's a lot of discussion about this you you're you know participating in a world right um that's held in Cyberspace. for lack of yeah for lack of a better word word we'll call it a, another dimension sort of right. another existence that isn't exactly tangible with our human body but it does exist nonetheless it is there and there are entities um consciousness you know conscious people. entities controlling yeah. the the actions and movements within that dimension and operating within it right. well if you um you know translate that over into more of a supernatural realm well it's the same sort of thing it exists even if we can't necessarily perceive it or work within it in our physical bodies here in the dimension in which we work, but it nonetheless, it exists and there are entities working within it. So I think it's a very interesting um, parallel that can be made and one that is actually, I think, can bring believers and non-believers together um, in the sense that, you know, it's not so crazy to think that Right, the supernatural realm, because we more or less have these sort of ethereal realms that we've created inside of computers. Right, and and that's the key there. It's it's something that we created, you know. Exactly. And and, and I I don't know. I, I don't want to go down this this tangent too far, but there's a lot of people that talk about you know, look what we've created, you know, therefore there can't be a God type thing. Like, oh, we figured this out. Oh, we did this. We created this. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting because it's like, well, no, the, the whole point is that there was an intelligent mind that created it. Yeah. So how, how do we posit that there is no intelligent mind that created our work universe and our, you know, so anyway. Right. Um, so uh, we can go on and on about this and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll keep touching on this because it seems like there's a lot more, the more I dig, there's just more people talking about it. This, I think transhumanism in general is going to be a very hot topic in the next decade. And, right. um, and that's kind of why we want to, you know, stay on top of it, keep a, a finger on the pulse to, uh, you know, talk about these things. Cause it, it just seems like a lot, you know, obviously a lot of movies have come out, um, that are help, you know, the, the, the matrix was kind of like the big, you know, well, the, yeah, that's, that's actually one that I wanted to bring up right now. I, I mean, I, again, I don't want to, lead us too far off track here right but um you know if you think about it in the sense like it you know if we've if somebody's seen the matrix you know that um the world that they live in was simply their mind um telling them that they were there and it's sort of this existential question as if you know the things around us are they just happening in our mind or you know right. uh, is it really happening does it really exist yeah well i mean there may be a time where you can volunteer to, you know, get hooked up on a machine and live the rest of your life out in a sort of digital world in that 
your mind is perceiving the world around you as, for instance, uh, one of these online games would be. Right. And then you would just live your life and your body would die and then you would just die. Yeah. And, and you know, movies like Vanilla Sky about, you know, your your consciousness lives on in like this dreamlike state. And, Precisely. Um, and Avatar, obviously, a big, big movie um, that talk, you know, pretty much shows, you know, your body's in one place, but your experience, even in the physical sense, is in another yeah, place, you know? Exactly. And so it really begs the question, like, okay, so what does it mean to be human? What, you know, if there's a soul, what, what does that mean? You know, so it, it just really starts to chip away at a lot of these, these, uh, these important issues that, that have been, you know, they've, they've been questions for a really long time, but I think now, um, you know, if we're able to achieve something like that as a mankind, it's like, it really starts to, I don't know, break down some, some pretty intense, walls that were there and it could really obviously it, I, I think it could end the human race i mean well if, most yeah, if movies you, don't end up well you know what i mean when exactly they have... that's exactly the point every every time you see this happen i mean there are some pretty obvious obvious problems that can happen with this and you know if something can go wrong eventually it will go wrong right and i want to bring up this example that you know i wish that i had saved the link but i stumbled upon it the other day and it made uh it made the argument or sort of brought up the point of um, uh, death, and if death was actually real in the sense that we think about it. And that it took two approaches, one being um, either we have a soul or we don't have a soul, and our, our personality and our being in our minds is simply just a pattern, like an electrical pattern in your brain right. or something like that. And so argument was you know what is death because if we have a soul and a soul is eternal you know innately and then okay so there's no death there but then if you think about the consciousness and you being you know what makes you you being a pattern that happens between neurons in your brain well a pattern doesn't die a pattern still exists um, so in that case, the pattern would never die. A pattern doesn't just stop existing, sort of like numbers. Three will always exist. Right. Three was there before we even called it three, before right. we knew what three was. Right. So um, it just sort of adds a whole other layer to, well, what if we could transfer our neurological pattern, quote unquote, to some of these people who obviously I, I – align with the belief that we have a soul and um, that whole body of belief. But, you know, if somebody believes that, which a lot of these transhumanists do, this is a very common belief with transhumanism is that um, human existence and what makes you you is merely just a pattern between brain cells. Well, if you're a pattern and you can figure out how to transfer that pattern or mimic that pattern in, uh, you know, in a digital sense, then you can then, exist. <laughs> then you can exist in a digital world, and that is your existence. You but, no longer exist in this physical realm with the brain being the thing holding your pattern. Now you have your pattern being held in a microchip, and that's plugged into this right. But is that infinitely really, digital world? But is that really you, though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, that's how, the do big, you, that's how do you? How do you? Question. Yeah, and and a couple things. I think what we're going to see, and this is this just came to me as I 
as I've been thinking the last couple of days, I think in the very, very near future, future, we're going to see some, some brilliant minds as, you know, as we think of them, um, donate their brains in a certain way. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think somebody like Richard, Haw- or is it Richard Hawking? What's the first name? Hawking. <laughs> I can't remember the first, not Dawkins, but Hawking. We're going to uh, get some Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, all right, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Um, you know, he's obviously he's, you know, he's in a wheelchair and he's, uses that little device to communicate and you know mm-hmm. he's famous for his little robot voice yes i can picture bless his soul yes absolutely <laughs> i think he can be uh, the kind of person at the end of his life say you know what take my brain and let's let's do this like let's let's see if this you know this yeah. whole thing works because exactly because there you know my physical body is already you know in in shambles and you know i'm about to die quote unquote yeah. So, so why not, you know? And so well, you even hear of examples of, you know, rumors of Walt Disney having his head frozen and right. buried underneath Disneyland because, you know, he believes that this would exist someday. And I mean, you know, if anybody's going to think this exists, it'll be Walt Disney. Right. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's that sort of thing. Who knows? Maybe Walt Disney's pattern. I, okay. No, no, no. Let's take a step back. I don't believe that this is what happens. But what they believe, people who freeze their heads, right. is that um, they will be able to transfer their conscious pattern into some sort of digital form. Right, and it's very interesting that we even discuss this, uh, you know, with the biblical perspective of a first death and a second death. You know, it's 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 so interesting that you know several thousands of years ago, these you know ancient folks walking around were able to pen down these ideas of like, oh, there's two deaths or possible two deaths, right? that there is a physical death that everyone experiences, but then there is the possibility of a spiritual death or a spiritual life. And man, that's that, that kind of concept that, you know, because really when you look at the Christian worldview and what the, you know, what the believers or the saved, if you will, are promised, it's not so different from what the transhumanists want in, in the, actual attainment of, of what they want as a goal. Right. Uh, but it's just where they place their, their, I guess, hope or their faith into. It's the method of which they're trying to reach right. the same sort of goal, I guess. Right. And, 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 you know, um, I've studied a lot of secret societies and esoteric writings and they all want the same thing. They want to be gods. They want to live forever, all these things, but they don't want some infinite creator to give it to them. You know, they want to achieve it on their own. Yeah, precisely. And it all becomes an issue of pride, really. Yeah. You know, you you can either submit to the creator and have, you know, accept his eternal life, or you'll fight for your own. You'll figure out a way to do it yourself. You know, a lot of times, ultimately, they'll start worshiping Satan in order to. Right. Which is is the the biggest irony, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, no, there's no God. But, you know, Satan, yeah. (laughs) But Satan's got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, we're kind of short on time. So there's another story that uh, came out that uh, I think uh, Basil wanted to touch on real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, real quick. Um, 
And that is this uh, article. We'll post it in the show notes. Um, it's on a site called Natural News, which they have a lot of really interesting um, things, you know, speaking truth in a lot of different ways. Um, but it'll be in the show notes, so check it out. And the, t- the article is entitled, New Obamacare Regulation Calls for Free Sterilization for All College Women. All right. So now we're getting into the concept of eugenics which is inherently, you know, a, a transhumanistic, um, has some, some essence of transhumanism in it, in that, you know, why we don't necessarily need to be able to have babies because we'll be able to make them soon. But anyways, right. so this is just, this just came out, um, that, uh, the Institute of Medicine, which has already been exposed as playing a covert role in promoting the interests of the military medical complex, that being, um, you know, the overarching theme of uh, eugenics and trying to reduce the population um, of the world for, you know, many uh, new one world government, um, new world order uh, agendas, right. primarily. Um, so this just came out here. I'll just read a little bit of it here. The U S department of health and human services has issued new guidelines mandating that all college age women have free access to sterilization procedures. Now, what I think is really interesting about this, um, is that, well, first of all, they're making it mandated. So every single insurance company has to by law, um, provide sterilization services along with contraception and all sorts of other things like that. Um, but what I really think is interesting and is sort of the sinister thing about it is um, targeting college-age women uh, for this sort of thing. Now, if you were going to try to um, you know, sort of cut off a generation or begin the process of slowing the the um, population growth of the human race, um, college age women is, you know, the place to start, I would think just, just seems like inherently the place to start. And so, because, um, you know, let's just talk about age 18, age 18, you're just going into, uh, college. There's a lot of, a lot of different social issues happening there. And, um, and the naivety, not necessarily that, saying that uh, call it 18 year old girls are naive everybody who's 18 is naive <laughs> they're just they're just becoming adults they don't necessarily know what's wrong or right their brain hasn't finished developing you know for another 4 or 5 years and 18 year olds you know they're naive they're just becoming adults they're just now legally be, being able to make decisions by themselves you know they can go and they can get a tattoo that they're going to have for you know forever things like that <laughs> and so it seems like the perfect age to target um, for making these sort of rash decisions like sterilization, you know. And I mean, not that these people don't have the right to make this decision if they don't want to, which they do. But it's just very interesting because it aligns with with everything we know about the agenda of the New World Order and um, things like that. And so now, along with uh, just the multitude of Obama-induced, um, you know, New World Order, you know, pushes, you know, the NDAA, ACTA, all sorts of things that are just making him uh, not very popular right now. This one just aligns right up there with, um, you know, like I said, 
new world order agenda. And I think it's very suspicious and it's very interesting uh, that it's happening. And and it says here, it even goes into talking about um, schools and their insurance because schools will oftentimes provide health insurance to their students. Um, I'll read this part right here. According to the HHS, the, uh, the, the uh, Health and Human Services, forcing this mandate somehow constitutes consumer protection and the agency actually claims that requiring Christian colleges, for instance, to provide health care and coverage that includes these questionable services constitutes religious liberty. So what this is saying is that this mandate is forcing Christian colleges to provide free sterilization for their students. Mm. And which is something that, you know, most of them are not going to agree with. Right. Well, if Christian colleges don't want to you know, make sterilization free for their students. Well, too bad because the Department of Health and Human Services is going to force you, <laughs> force their version of religious liberty on these Christian colleges. Right. Saying that, you know, it's just so backwards. Yeah. It's just backwards that they're actually taking away the religious liberty of these Christian colleges and calling it religious liberty. It's just <laughs> the most bizarre thing that I've ever heard. And so... Um, I recommend you come go check out that uh, check out the link. Read the article. Um, it's got a few other little links in the article that you can check out some more details. Um, yeah, and if you if you don't know a whole lot about eugenics, a great book to get is called The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, and it's written by Andrew Hoffman, and he's uh, one of the guys who hosts um, Revelation Radio News. And if you're listening to this and you found it through Revelation Radio Network, you already know this. Um, but if you haven't read the book, read it. He's got um, two full chapters on eugenics, and he's it's just really concise. He's really quick to the point, um, and he just does a great job documenting um, all of the uh, sinister acts that are going on. And um, you know, I love the sentence here. I'm just going to quote one sentence that he that he writes here. He says that while usually, um, or sorry, eugenics is at the heart of the philosophical and religious beliefs of the satanic world elite. While usually hiding behind the guise of environmentalism and sustainability, crypto eugenics is a dominant force behind world political and social policy. And he goes on to demonstrate that, you know, documenting everything. So um, this article about, you know, <laughs> handing out sterilization for women is just one, another you know, brick in the wall, if you will. Precisely. And, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on eugenics again in a later episode because there's a lot, there's a lot about it. I mean, there have been so many eugenics um, pushes in the past. Some of them that are, are just, are just depressingly sinister, um, hiding them in vaccines and things like that, that have uh, happened in, I think it was Brazil or South America somewhere that that was, that was a huge issue. Um, so we'll get more into that later, but uh, I really appreciate everybody tuning in today. And thanks again for uh, checking out the website. Make sure to uh, you know leave your comments. And um, just want to let you guys know we're going to be coming out with a new section on the website where uh, you can uh, share stories and, uh, and or recommend some things for us to talk about. So keep checking back. Cool. Bye-bye. Later. Thanks for listening to Canary Cry Radio. If you'd like to know more, contact us at canarycryradio.com or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash canarycryradio or look us up on Twitter. Until next time, remember to think outside the cage.